Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Sure, you don't have a boss, but you're always going to have stakeholders, people who have a vested interest in your success, whether it's personal or business, because it all ties in together. That's for sure as an entrepreneur. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. And well, happy Friday. Since it's Friday, we're doing follow along Friday, which is a special segment where I invite my friend and co-author of the best real estate investing advice ever book, volume one and soon to be volume two, Theo Hicks. How you doing, Theo? I'm doing good, Joe. Well, I'm glad to hear that, my friend. And best ever listeners, we usually interview a guest on the show. And on Fridays, we do a special segment where it's called Follow Along Friday, where we talk about what I got going on and or something that I believe will be beneficial for you after you hear our conversation. So Theo, how do you want to approach today? Well, I think it'd be a good idea to talk about the transition that you had from working your full-time job and being the VP, but still having a boss and a structure and someone essentially telling you what to do while you're at work to becoming a full-time real estate entrepreneur where it's kind of all in your court and it's all on you and you kind of get all that structure taken away and you're responsible for everything. I guess a good place to start is kind of doing maybe discuss how that transition occurred and if it was something that was an easy transition for you to structuring your own days and your own schedule or if there was 
any kind of struggle, and if there was a struggle, what you did to kind of mitigate that. I remember vividly whenever I left advertising and didn't have to be up at a certain time. And I stayed up really late and I slept in really late. (laughs) And when I first got going, I didn't really have a particular pattern. And you're right. When you leave a full-time job and you create your own thing, there's so much freedom that you have. And if you're not used to it, and if you don't plan for having that freedom with your time, then you're not going to make the most of your time. And I certainly didn't whenever I first got going because I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. Because when we first get going in any venture, whether it's wholesaling, fix and flipping, multifamily syndication, buying storage units, we don't know what is the most effective use of our time. And in order to test things, depending on how you test it, it will take time or money or both. So when you first get going, if you have limited money, but you have the time, well, then sometimes it just takes a period of time to go through the different tests. I'll get specific. So whenever I first left advertising, I was trying to figure out what my business model would be whether I was going to be a career consultant for advertising PR and marketing professionals or whether I was going to start to do multifamily. I hadn't done any multifamily. I'd bought some single family homes, not multifamily. I knew where I wanted to go, which directions I wanted to test, but I didn't necessarily know how to get there. And it was a weird in-between stage of my mind's going really quickly but the world isn't going as quickly and I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to exactly be doing because I hadn't had enough time to test things out. Well, I eventually tested out the consulting for PR marketing and advertising professionals and that didn't work. So I scrapped that and I focused my efforts on multifamily. But even once I focused my efforts on multifamily, I needed some things in front of me in order to really, really get a regimented schedule. And it took me about a year to get a regimented schedule where now I have that same schedule where I wake up anywhere between 4.30 to 6 a.m. on the weekdays. And then I have the morning blocked out where I focus on exercise and recently meditation that kind of comes and goes. But one thing I always do is I always say what I'm, Colleen and I, my girlfriend and I always say what we're grateful for before we eat any meal. We mention that to each other. So the gratitude has become part of the routine and the schedule. And then I have my calendar that drives the day, but the week and the month is driven based off of the goals that I set for that month. So every month I set monthly goals and some things I want to accomplish. And it took me a while to get to that stage where I set monthly goals, that's what I'm going to accomplish, and then the week is based off of getting those monthly goals done, and then the mornings are always blocked off for me time as well as I have a call with my assistant, and then you're on a call Tuesday, Thursday with me in the mornings as well. But not having a schedule initially was a challenge, and recommendations I have for the best ever listeners, specifically, 
are one, when you get going, test, test, and test. Because it took me a while to identify what's the most effective way of getting deals. What's the most effective way of getting consulting clients? What's the most effective way of getting podcast sponsors, of getting podcast listeners, of getting tenants for a building? I mean, there's a lot of different things we have to test. And once we test those, well, then we can schedule in the time in our day to act on what's most effective. So when you first get going, just simply schedule time to test what you want to do if you haven't already. That way you're identifying the right approach and you're optimizing that approach so that you can continually get better and better in whatever you do. Two really cool things that you said there. Number one, in in regards to kind of your testing period before you kind of got into your groove took a year. And so I think it's good to emphasize that it's not like you're going to test something one time, one day, and then you're going to have the most efficient model. Like it's something that's going to take time and effort to do. And kind of what you were saying, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be money. If you don't have money, time is just as value and maybe even more valuable. Mm-hmm. The second thing that you said that I completely relate to when I first left my job and I still am going through this right now is that gap between what your mind wants to do and like how the real world actually is. Yes. It's like you become hyper aware of that as I think time goes on. It seems like if following your story, at first there was this gap and maybe you didn't really know exactly what it was, but then as time went on, you kind of became more and more aware of it and like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. There's this gap between the real world and my mind because, you know, I'm sleeping in or staying up too late and I'm not testing efficient systems and I'm not kind of doing all the things that you said. And so over time, you sort of adding in the different you know, habits, getting up early, exercising, gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then over time, that gap between your mind and the real world starts getting smaller and smaller and, and more manageable. How are you able to manage that kind of real world mind gap in the beginning? Was it overwhelming? And if it was, what did you do to kind of diffuse that feeling? Basically, when your mind and your finances want to go a lot faster than what the world allows them to or what the world has in mind for you, it can be depressing, quite frankly, if you don't stand guard at your mind and you don't have training. And that's why all roads lead back to being psychologically strong and emotionally and physically fit before we can do anything. But if you don't have that, which I did not whenever I was starting, and I'm continually learning and continually honing all those things, then it's pretty damn depressing when you want something and you know others around you are getting it or others you're reading out are getting it. It's just not happening fast enough or it's going the complete opposite direction then it's depressing. Now, the way it would not be depressing and the way I don't get depressed now is by knowing that my life is guided and I wholeheartedly believe that I'm being guided through the process and what I'm experiencing is what I need to experience in order to get to the next part of my life, to get to the next stage and to really serve and do bigger and better things. If I didn't go through this perhaps 
it is in my mind slow process, but in others it might be, dude, you've been doing this for three and a half years. You're going pretty fast. But in my mind, it's slow. If I don't go through that process, then I wouldn't have that context for growth later on. And so how I reconcile that now is I just know that my life is guided. Why not believe that? I could choose to believe that it's, oh man, this sucks and it's just not beneficial and oh, woe me, but that doesn't do any good. So when my mind and when I want to go faster, but the world just doesn't go as fast as I'd like, then I simply go back to a very simple thought. And that is that we live a guided life and this is happening for us and not to us. That's awesome. In my mind, I call it arguing with reality. Because mm-hmm. when I'm getting, you know, as you said, depressed about the speed of which the business or growth or whatever is happening, and you get sad about it, you're kind of arguing with reality because, you know, the speed that's happening is happening by me getting mad about it is basically me saying that this is not how it's supposed to be. And you kind of explained it perfectly. And that's kind of it's something that I know Trevor's told me before. It's about changing your stories that you're being guided and as long as you keep kind of bringing yourself back to that and reminding yourself of that then no matter how fast or how slow things go it doesn't matter because whatever's happening is supposed to be happening at this exact moment and it's happening for a reason and tony robbins line of change your mindset from life is happening to you and change it to his life is happening for you and everything that's happening to you is the test so to speak and so that's really cool that you're able to kind of mindfully bring yourself back to that thought of being guided. And I think your meditation practice, I think that'll help a lot too, because I've been meditating for three or four months straight now, and it is just crazy how much of a difference it makes to your mindset just overall. Have you noticed anything tactically different, maybe approach that you take now when things go down or anything that you can kind of see that is a direct cause and effect of it? Overall, when I meditate, your awareness raises to a degree where you're able to catch yourself going down negative lines of thinking sooner. And so the technique is called noting, just like, you know, notes. The premise of it is that whenever you catch yourself thinking negatively or judging or criticizing or getting lost up in what I call the thought movie, you just note and be like, oh, yeah, that's just me thinking. And then you go back to what you were focused on because... The one thing that you'll realize when you start meditating is how often you're lost in your own thoughts. It is mind-blowing how lost in my own thoughts I am and how unaware I was of it before I started meditating where it forces you to realize that. And so the noting technique, I'm able to do it constantly throughout the day now and so that I don't have any kind of emotions bubble up and, and boil over and have me project them onto someone else or lash out. And I guess I'm not saying I was this crazy person before getting angry at everything, but it's just that negative line of thinking. I'm able to literally catch it. That's just thinking, note it, note that it was happening and then go back to focusing on whatever it is that I was doing. So that's probably the most practical tactic I've taken away from Mm. meditating so far. And then when you continue practicing, you're able to catch yourself with your meditation practice your awareness raises to a point where you're able to catch yourself sooner and sooner. And I'm, I'm hoping that you're able to get to the point where you can catch it before, like the second it happens, you can catch it. So you don't have to go down that path at all. Mm-hmm. It just becomes instinct. Something fires off in your mind. 
and you've conditioned your mind to a point where it already addresses it before you consciously have to address it. Exactly. Right. Your point on the importance of meditation and hopefully us talking about the way to schedule our day and how I schedule my day in particular now that I don't have a boss Although we all have a boss, right? Like we all have, or if it's not a boss, it's stakeholders. And I consider my stakeholders more important than any boss I had in advertising. And my stakeholders are my investors and my clients and my girlfriend and some of my very close friends. So I do have stakeholders. That's also something to keep in mind as an entrepreneur. Sure, you don't have a boss, but you're always going to have stakeholders, People who have a vested interest in your success, whether it's personal or business, because it all ties in together, that's for sure, as an entrepreneur. And I think that's important to keep in mind as well. We all hear about people going, quitting their job, starting an online company, retiring on the beach. I've never done that. (laughs) And that's not not gonna be me, because I think that there's a lot more to it than that. If you talk to anyone who has achieved at the highest financial level, you'll likely talk to them in between some sort of meeting that they're doing because they are just enjoying what they're doing. We all have a need for significance and contribution and growth and progress. So it's all about identifying what we can do with using our main talent, whatever that is, and delivering on those needs that we have. So... I hope this was helpful, best ever listeners. And Theo, is there anything else you wanted to cover off on as it relates to the topics of scheduling or structuring your day? I guess one more point that I wanted to make, kind of what you were talking about there about you know the striving to retire and, and be on a beach. I think something that a lot of people do, because I do it, is that we'll hear someone kind of tell their whole entire real estate, you know, 25-year real estate journey and how they've done this many deals but it's kind of all condensed into this 30-minute <laughs> podcast show. And I think if you're not aware of it, sometimes what we'll do is we'll kind of see that and we'll kind of get our time will be all messed up. And we'll, we'll hear that and we'll hear that person's story so quickly that we'll think that for some reason we'll be able to do it a lot faster. Again, kind of come back to that mindfulness and just realizing that all these things take time and not to just make assumptions based off of what you hear kind of someone saying a 30-minute podcast episode and then extrapolating that into thinking that you know that person's entire life. And so I think that's something that's kind of important when we're kind of talking about not having your own boss and instructing your schedule and understanding that, you know, right now we're kind of just talking about this now, but we're going to go back to our structured schedule. I guess my point is, is that realizing that there's a lot more to this podcast than just this conversation we're having right now, like mm-hmm. there's all a lot of behind the scenes stuff and you're just like having your own boss and everything like that. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that not many people will be conscious of. And I'm guilty of this a lot too. And it kind of, that's something that adds to that real world mind gap that we talked about in the beginning. And so kind of bringing yourself back to that and realizing that's happening is very, very helpful in keeping you from going down too many depressing rabbit holes that we were alluding to earlier. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad that you brought it up. We talk to individuals who are excelling at a very high level and some of them for a very long time. And we have a 25 minute conversation with them and we attempt to get 
the insights from a lifetime of learning within that short amount of time. And we hear about, as you said, the millions of dollars of transactions they've done and making $200,000 on a wholesale deal within 48 hours, you know, stuff like that. That's real. It's possible and it happens, but it's so easy to get caught up in the instant gratification mentality when in reality, these individuals most likely have worked a lifetime to get one of these deals. And on average, it doesn't pan out that way where you get those types of sizzling opportunities. It's just plugging away and doing things consistently day after day Mm -hmm. over time, which is the reason why I do this podcast every single day to be consistent and know that the fruits of the labor will blossom and bloom and then there will be a tipping point certainly along the way. So really glad that you mentioned that. And best ever listeners, thanks so much for spending your Friday with us. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you, Theo? You guys can visit my website at theohicks.org and that's where the unplugged podcast episode are posted and essentially the podcast, just conversations like the one that me and Joe are having right now. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Theo, for joining us and best ever listeners. Grateful that you spent your Friday with us. Hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you soon. If you're interested in learning more about the Upper West Side of New York City and potentially buying real estate in this coveted Manhattan neighborhood, check out ilovetheupperwestside.com. This website was created and owned by Love Where You Live Realty, who specialize on the Upper West Side. Go to ilovetheupperwestside.com.